Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go, Deke Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got they mics and gizmos. Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, Mo? Yeah. Welcome to Sports and Things, a weekly podcast where we go in depth on sports and music topics of the week, featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and host Dennis Turner. And welcome to Sports and Things, everybody. Uh, I'm your host, Dennis Turner. With me, I have the fellas, Trey Ely and John Lane. Uh, what up, fellas? Yo. Yeah. We're doing this show on a Wednesday today because uh, John has a gig tomorrow and Jay's on vacation. And this is we picked John over Jay Hill, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. We had a conversation. No, well, well Jay Mrs. Hill's, Hill's, Hill's wife picked Jay Hill picked right. over John Lane. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, he technically could have came on, he could have came on the show. But no, he couldn't have. His no, wife could said, not. His wife said, "You are not doing no damn podcast." So Jay is over on the West Coast having a good time, and uh, we wish him all a good, you know, good uh, happiness with his wife on vacation. And, and I hope. They By the way, shameless time. plug: I'm playing the Blues Alley this weekend. If y'all want to come, I'm playing with the Dave Klein Band. Uh, it's me, Amy Bormit on keyboards, Mike Eccles oh, on bass, uh, Zufagar. Uh, on sax and Ken Avis on guitar and Dave Klein on violin. Blues Alley, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Four nights. Yep. And and just for everyone's information, by the time you hear this podcast, Jay will be back home, so don't try to break into his house. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I mean, depends on where you put it up. Oh, yeah, it goes up on Saturday, so. (laughs) Yeah, he'll be back home. Don't don't get any ideas. It might get get some extra days. so yeah, this is the podcast where we are artists, musicians who love to talk sports, um, and we're going to get right into our first segment. Washington escapes with a win against the Giants last. Um, um, that was Thursday. Oh, yeah, Thursday. Uh, it was. What was the score? Thirty twenty nine. Thirty twenty nine. First question of the day. Wait, what? Wait, John. <laughs> You see what? the question? It says, Washington football team escapes with the win against the Giants. First question, how satisfied are we with the defense against the Bills? Yeah, because they're playing the Bills this Sunday. Oh, I, you didn't want to do a recap of the game before we start talking nah. about Nah. Okay. I mean, we could we could discuss what Nobody we wanted to win and the then game. relate it to the Bills. Okay, let's do that. Because I, leading with that head, headline and not talking about it at all, kind of, you know. Let's just we'll recap of the game, what you thought, your pros and cons, and then lead into – how does defense play up against the Bills and um, that quarterback? Hmm. Who wants to go first? Trey? Um, John? Yeah, so uh, the defense was um, – they, they are not meeting the expectancies uh, that we are expecting coming <laughs> off of a pretty pretty good season last year. I think they're ranked 24th in the league right now because of the amount of points that they're giving up. They're not really getting a whole lot of sacks. I think they sacked Daniel Jones three times, though. Um, but they're not getting any picks. 
that is that is a lot for one game, but they rarely got to Justin Herbert uh, the week before. Um, but they, ha- they haven't really gotten any picks, and they're not getting to the quarterback as much as they really need to. And I think the most disappointing thing that a lot of people are talking about is that you know Chase Young is he's kind of hard on himself because there's this really really high expectancy for him to to outdo what he did last year and so far he hasn't really shown up and you know you can equate that to the fact that they've double teamed him um and that left tackle for the chargers just absolutely owned him and he could re- he barely got to Justin Herbert so that and the fact that Justin Herbert was getting the ball out of there really quickly true he wasn't he wasn't doing five step drops he was doing three and getting that ball out of there so as a pass rusher you need at least 5 seconds to try to get back there like before you can wreak havoc and if you got somebody like you said owning you in 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 the scrimmage you're not you're never going to get back there and i think you touched on it too he had a really good rookie season so teams are aware that he's a phenom so they plan against that and they they double team when they put somebody against him that's going to that's going to give him a bit of make make him work for it so and it's only two games in like it's only two games in. They'll get better. Uh, they'll. Th- I think they haven't really played together very much either. Because this is, as Trey mentioned last week, this is a brand new team. Uh, not very many players have come back, so they're just all trying to trying to find some sort of chemistry with each other. I think that defensive front is going to be just fine against the run, um, but the linebackers who actually had a good game and the the DBs are really going to need to step it up. Um, they are just damn lucky that Slayton didn't catch that that uh, that pass wide in the end zone. Open touchdown. He was wide open, yeah. and it was in his hands. Like you have to make that catch. So that's not on the that's not on the Watts football team. That is clearly on him because the game would have won. They they would have won that game. Different outcome if you catch passes. All that to say, um, <laughs> the Bills should not be slept on. A lot of people want to say how. The Bills are not playing up to their level of expectancy from last season. Um, losing week one to, was it the Steelers? They lost to the Steelers week one, and um, they shut out. Uh, who they shut out? Miami? I, I can't remember anything. They but, shut out um, the Packers. Oh, no, that's preseason. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. They did. Yeah, they shut out the Dolphins, 35. Yeah, they shut out the Dolphins without Tua. So um, I think they're saying that Josh Allen is not Josh Allen from – later of last season so i think that narrative should be thrown out the window i think josh allen is going to find he's he's going to find his his weapons i think he's going to he's going to slowly get back into it and i i really think he's going to eat up our defense just the way justin herbert did so i'm actually a little bit leery about how this game is going to work out defensively for washington yeah you know we we have to take into account that there was a short preseason and these guys are just starting to get their legs on them again. Like that, that, that weighs into the whole narrative. Like it's not, everybody's not playing balls out football, you know, like they're not doing it yet. Like there are some teams that have shown signs of like greatness, but it's not across the board. Like the teams who were playing good last year still have to work at getting back to a place of some sense of normalcy. Um, in terms Except of the Buccaneers. <laughs> Yeah, well, Tom Brady, I think he, you know, he's drinking like vampire blood or something. Something's going over there. <laughs> like he's like Blade or something. Something's going yeah, he on. Is, he is a vampire. He he is doing something 
phenomenal over there. I mean, that whole team just looks like looks scary. Uh, Trey, your thoughts? Um, uh, you know, I I think the first. So I I mean, first I kind of just pick up where you left off. The first two weeks of the season are are kind of like just a toss up or like a a a just like all kind of things are gonna happen, right? The Packers get blown out, then they go blow somebody out. You know, there's 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 no like. If you look at all the different things that happen around the league, it doesn't really make sense because all of these teams are trying to find out who they are and figure things out. Um, and then you have some teams that may be newer and haven't gelled together like Washington. Um, so it may be even harder on those teams. But, you know, the re- reality out of that is is we're going to start seeing, you know, some things fall into place coming over these next couple weeks here after these teams have kind of worked through things. Um, now, as far as Washington is concerned, um, you know, I, to be honest, as a fan, I hope that they, as a fan of, of my team, I hope they win, right? I hope they come out and surprise oh, us. Of course. Um, but also, as a football fan, it is t- entirely possible that after these first two weeks that, you know, the defense wakes up, like some things start to come together and they take off come week three. It's possible. Now, with that out the way, uh, the way that that defense has looked against both the Giants and the Chargers, who have struggled against their other opponent, like the Chargers were okay against the Cowboys, but they weren't what we thought they were against us. And 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 think about it. The Cowboys' defense isn't supposed to be anywhere near as good as ours. So it's it's kind of just messy right now. But the thing is, if that defense has not found its way yet, if it takes four weeks instead of two or however many weeks it takes, then uh, – Josh Allen and Buffalo are going to pick this defense apart. Yeah. Uh, so either this is the defense's wake up week, you know, where they get it together, or it's going to serve as a wake up call <laughs> to let them know they need to wake up <laughs> if they haven't figured that out already, which they should have. Yeah. Um, so um, I could see it going either way. Uh, but, it, you know, I think the question was based on what we've seen so far. Based on what we've seen so far, I think the defense is going to really struggle. Um, so it'll be interesting to see Heineke and the offense, if they can kind of uh, engage in a shootout with Josh Allen, which I, I don't I – don't, I'm not too hopeful for that. Huh. Yeah, because they got, what, Stephon Diggs and um, they got somebody else there that should not be slept on. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders, thank you. Uh, and Curtis Samuel uh, was on the field today at practice. Uh, doesn't mean that he's going to be on the field on Sunday. He might be on the field for Atlanta the following week. But um, Heineke's, you know, he can. I, I think Heineke's going to be okay. I think he's going to be fine. They say that he's very good when he improvises, which is why you never see him really. You don't really hear him being productive during practices and during training camp because he's trying to do a lot of the methodical things that the the coaches put together. So when they watch him at practice, they're like, eh, he he looks okay. But when he's actually in the game, he's improvising. Like that throw to Ricky Seals uh, Jr. in the end zone to to basically win the game in the back corner – was all improvised because he was trying to get to Logan Thomas on the left side, but Logan Thomas, I think was double team. So he had to improvise and he threw what looked to be like an amazing Aaron Rodgers like throw. 
and an even better catch by that young rookie tight end. I don't think I think he's a rookie uh, tight end. So it's it's going to be his first road game. We'll see how he does. His very first road game as starting quarterback. So we'll see. Since we're talking about uh, Heineke. I'll go to the next question. Uh, can Heineke continue to mass target at McLaurin? Because if you if you focus in on one player, defense will defenses in the NFL will start to key in on you using. I mean, you got Logan Thomas too. Like that's a big target that you should be. You know, I mean, look at look at Tom Brady and um, Gronkowski. Like it's 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 been proven that if you have a tight end that can go out and catch the ball. That should be like one of, if not your number one option, at least your top three. But now it seems like there's two tight ends that can catch the ball, <laughs> which would <laughs> right. be so, great. <laughs> so yeah, and yeah, the short answer to that is yes, you can do it. I mean, it's, if that receiver's that good, well, and he is that McLaurin, good, yeah. I mean, McLaurin doesn't that need good to be covered. McLaurin yeah. doesn't need to be covered to catch the ball. <laughs> and 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 if he's that good of a route runner, you saw what Keenan Allen did to us. I mean, like you know that like. The but best receivers, covers, though? but the best receivers in NFL history, you knew the ball was going to them and they still got it. Okay, I, I, okay, I said that wrong. Yeah, Trey is right. What, what what I meant to say was, you can cover McLaurin, he's still going to catch the ball. Like yeah, that, the, that catch the, he made against I mean, the Chargers. Like when when people like To was in the game, mm-hmm. um, you know, different guys like that. Oh, uh, you knew the ball was going to him, but he still got his numbers. Still got so, his, yeah, he still managed I mean, to catch the ball. These guys, not only can they catch, but they can run around. Randy Moss right. and and uh, and Tom Brady that year that they because the way that wrong. this guy runs routes and his ability to catch the ball over people, you know Brown it's coming. You just Steelers. can't stop it. Yeah, Antonio Brown with the Steelers, uh, Megatron with the Lions. Yeah, Megatron with the Lions. I mean, Leo yes. Jones with Atlanta. But the only difference is the the receivers that we're talking about are not like McLaurin because McLaurin is shorter. Yeah, that's what, yeah. You know, you Megatron got, got, and To between six two and six four. That's Ocho Cinco, like yeah. those guys. Yeah, well, are, with, with McLaurin, I think it's more route running. I mean, a, it like is if a lot you are a good route runner, too. you're going to be open. But he's got hands too. His, his footwork, he does route running in his hands. Yeah, yeah. So he'll he'll get open. That's um, the thing. Good receivers like can, can get, get open. You can get good mass targets to McLaurin and. You know, Dennis, you said something really interesting last week. You said Washington can win these games if they score at least 20 points. But I think I'm going to add also, if you can mass target McLaurin, they can also win the game. Because I think that's an X factor, especially without Curtis Samuel. But if McLaurin can have at least eight, nine, ten catches per game, it's going to be really difficult for safeties and DBs to be able to stop that. Because they're just gonna, Heineke is gonna get nothing but first downs. So I say you go after him. You just you just go at him because he can he can go against uh, a lot of, a lot of these uh, safeties and DBs. You know what's funny too? They always say it, it, when you play Madden or you play in these, in these games, they always say like when 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 you mass target one player, they're like, well, you can't stop him. Why not do it? Keep doing it. You can't right. stop him. The game says if so it like, works, yeah, you can't don't stop break- him. Like, Don't fix what ain't broken. Yeah. Uh, here's, a, here's a follow-up question for that, and then we can move on to the Saints. Um, do you think that McLaurin gets 100 catches this year? Ooh. Say that one more time. Does McLaurin get 100 catches? Not 100 targets. He'll get 100 targets for sure. I don't think he gets 100, 100. catches. Ooh. Okay. Let's do I don't think he gets 100. Do I, think, I think Heineke's uh, going to be very good at spreading the ball around. Let's do a McLaurin prediction. 
How many catches? How many yards? How many touchdowns? Oh, God. I need to see numbers. I need to know what he did last year. Yeah. Last year, because right, okay. um, you know, the 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 important thing to also uh think about is this is the this is basically the first time that McLaurin has had a good quarterback to throw to 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 catch passes from. Like his rookie season, that was that was abysmal because we had Haskins and we had um Case Keenum uh, and McLaurin, but not McLaurin, um, uh, Colt McCoy. But now that they have like a what we believe is a solid quarterback uh, in in Heineke, he's probably going to start seeing a lot more targets. Um, but I don't know, a hundred targets is really. I mean, who get who who gets a hundred targets? Well, okay, okay. Well, before we go there. Um, with the quarterback that he had last year, he got a hundred quarterbacks. Targets. Yeah, he got one hundred and thirty-four <laughs> targets. But how many catches? Eighty-seven. Hmm. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, his numbers last year in 15, 15 games: eighty-seven catches, one hundred and uh, eleven. He might be close. <laughs> four, four touchdowns. He had 58 catches his rookie year. But hold on, dude. Okay, the catches, cool. The touchdowns, do you remember who his quarterbacks were last year? Yeah, he had seven touchdowns his rookie year and only four last season. Yeah, but that's that's the quarterbacks. That we didn't have a lot of touchdowns, period, on the team, though. It wasn't yeah, like somebody yeah. else was scoring you know, them. to my point that I made about them not being able to score more than 20 points a game. Okay, so. He's, he's got, got 15 catches right now, right? He's got 15 right targets. now and only one touchdown on 18 targets. Right, two games. So do you Ooh. think he makes it to 100? Doesn't sound like a lot of touchdowns going to happen. Well, uh, touchdowns um, not the question. The question is targets, touchdown, I mean, targets, catches. Does he get 100? Uh, I'm going to say he gets close, but I don't think he gets to 100. Remember, it's an extra game this year. I think he's going to make true. it. I think he's going to uh, make maybe it because right. of 17 maybe you're games. Right. Maybe you're right. Let's do numbers. John, what do you think? How many targets? 17 games. It, well, basically it's 16 because that first game he had two quarterbacks and that didn't really count. But uh, all that to say, I say he gets 97 catches for 97 catches for – no, I'm going to take that back. Uh-oh. How many targets? Let's do targets first. How many times did he get? Because we're talking about mass, like mass targets for him, right? He'll get 112 targets. Okay. 112 targets. Mm-hmm. He'll have 92 catches. Mm-hmm. How many yards? And touchdowns. I'm gonna give him touchdowns. 12. Lofty yards. Yards. I'll say 1500 at least. He had almost twelve hundred last year. Okay, on oh, fifteen games. Okay, that's 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 cool. Trey, targets. Uh, you know, at the rate he's going, he would have one hundred and twenty-seven and a half catches this season. <laughs> Give me your targets. <laughs> at the rate he's going, he would have one hundred and twenty-seven and a half. Right now, he has nine point nine and a half yards per target. Right now, that's that's for you per target or per catch per target. Okay, 
He got what? Nine and a half yards per target. I got 11.3 yards per target. What you looking at? No, that's 11.3 yards per catch. Oh, I'm looking at average. Okay. You're saying per target. So he's running yeah. like 10-yard yeah. patterns. All right. Well, no, remember per target, some, he, some of those targets are not catches, so you get zero on those. Right, but I, I guess what I'm saying is there's no Curtis Samuel right now, so he's doing double duty. Got it. You know what I'm saying? His targets so he's, are he's go the down. slot receiver, and he's the sling down His receiver. targets are going to go down because, so yes. let's say 120 targets this year. 120 targets, uh, catches. Uh, 101. Oh, yards. Oh shoot! Uh, well, hold on. We just said John said fifteen. He got he got eleven hundred last year. He had eleven hundred eighteen last year. I think eleven hundred still close. Really? To right. Yeah. Touchdowns. Oh sh. With this touchdowns is like he had four last year. Ten. Uh, ten. About 10? 10. Yeah, I said 11. Right, I'll give you double digit. You said 12. Oh, I said 12? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to say targets. I'm going to say he got 134 last year with two quarterbacks? Yep. <laughs> that sounds like he should have extra with two quarterbacks. They were both throwing it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 140. 97 catches. I'll say fourteen twenty yards and a, a, a nine touchdowns. By the way, it was really good to see Adam Humphreys get some catches, especially that one where Heineke was leading the uh, the offense into field goal territory, and he caught that pass on the sideline and got tackled out of bounds to stop the clock. Because I was I was wondering about him because he was a uh, he was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer for a while and then went to Tennessee and came here. And I was I was having some doubts, but he showed he showed face. Fair enough. Um let's move on to more NFL uh a different uh conference though, or a different uh division. Uh the Saints. He was still in the NFC. Can Jameis have more games like his first week, or are we seeing the regular season, Jameis at this point. <laughs> Damn, what a you disappointment. Know, well, again, it's two games in. He he showed command of the offense in the first game, and, and then it's, it feels like they game plan for him. So can he get past the hump of being game planned for? Because he's going to be the number one quarterback. He's, he's here's the here's question I would ask is – Jameis Winston in week one, was that a Jameis Winston win or is that an Aaron Rodgers loss? Aha. Uh-huh. How many touchdowns did he throw? He threw five, right? I think he had five touchdowns in that That's game. That's a Jameis Winston win. <laughs> he threw five touchdowns. But it was only for 148 yards. That, that sounds like red zone touchdowns. You throwing red zone touchdowns, you win. Yeah, he had, but he had no touchdowns, or maybe one touchdown and three picks last week. That sounds yeah. more like Jameis. But here's the thing, though: quarterbacks are going to throw picks. Period. They're going to throw picks because it's it's a they're throwing everybody. Unless Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers doesn't throw a lot. Aaron Rodgers does not throw a That's lot. Fine. He had seven picks last season. 
but he, was he averaging over 40 pass, passes a game? Most quarterbacks. Let's check. Form, yeah, most quarterbacks. Yeah, but form. even if you if, even if you take like per pass per attempt or whatever, Aaron Rodgers' numbers are super low on interceptions. I, I get that, but you're talking about one out of 32. Most quarterbacks are throwing like these quarterbacks are throwing the ball 40 plus times a game now. So you're going to get picks. Picks are going to happen. But do I mean picks, his completion well, percentage well, last season was 70.7. Yeah, no. Nah, we're talking Aaron's about a different thing. He's a Jameis Winston, who has a history of yes. throwing a very high ratio of interceptions. This is right, strange. and so that first game where he didn't throw any, you would have thought that Sean Payton had some sort of impact on him. And I still year, think he did. A year right. under um, How does that change uh, under Payton. Yeah, but, I, I still think he did. I think that reality is here, though, right? He's going to be better, but he's still going to struggle sometimes. I mean, it's not yeah. like Sean Payton's hitting a miracle light switch where now he's perfect. He's going to go up and down a little bit. He's going to be better yeah, than he but was, but he's still that, going to mess that, up. Struggle. But that game, that game was, I mean, uh, I don't know. That looked like that looked like same old Jameis Winston last week. I would have at least, uh, I would have at least seen him. Would have liked to have seen him throw a couple of touchdowns with a couple of picks. But that game was very synonymous of what Jameis Winston is. But see, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I got all that. But you get with Sean Payton. Sean Payton teaches you how to better manage the football game, right? Right. He's not throwing the ball as much. Um, And when he does throw the ball, you're supposed to be trying to teach him how to survey the field before he lets the ball go. Like, read your packages, read your defensive schemes, and then make an educated decision on – you know, what you're supposed to be doing with the football. Ba- basically, read the field, right? So this is what Sean Payton's going to help him develop. Well, yeah. He's still going to throw picks. That's what the position is about, is decision-making that yeah, makes a difference, throw, right? That's why they get paid the money they get paid. He's still going to make mistakes. Well, all these dangerous. guys that come – that I mean, so the quarterback position, right, you have probably the highest position where you have busts, guys that don't pan out to what their expectations were. And it's not because they can't throw the ball. They don't have the arm and all that kind of stuff. Like the other positions are really about your ability to perform. The quarterback position is a lot about those decisions. That's, I mean, it's just simply about making good decisions consistently. Right. Quarterbacks are considered the smartest players on the field. Supposed to be. Dissect the most information and make decisions quickly. Unless you're... So you're saying and Haskins Raskins. was the smartest person I, I on the field? I didn't think about Haskins at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just... I'm just saying. Got to be smart if he's drafted in the first round. The position, the position dictates that you're supposed to be the smartest player on on it. That's all I said. I didn't say anything else about anybody else. Uh, but since we're going to keep talking about quarterbacks, let's go into um, the Ravens beating the Chiefs uh, this week. Um, and what they always consider a show wait, 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 between- quarterbacks or quarterback. Because one team finish. has a quarterback, the other finish. team has a Let running back. Fi- I'm about to meet you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Dude, you made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> Talking about the Ravens and the Chiefs on Monday Night Football, right. man. Monday Night Football. Chiefs Sunday. Lose to- I agree with Trey, man. Sunday. That was not a quarterback we saw for Baltimore. I, Sunday listen, Night Football. He, he, he does some miraculous no, things Sunday. with his feet. But. At the end of the day, he that's how he wins games. Yeah, it's fine. Like, yeah, listen, he's a running, he's a back. running quarterback. We all a know running it. back. He's a, 
<laughs> he's a running he's back a running, in the quarterback position. <laughs> he's a running QB one. It's fine. Let, let him have his. Let him. So have his. so. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you call a halfback a running halfback, or do you call a fullback a running fullback? So if he's a running quarterback, then he's just a running, running back. Running running halfbacks just run the ball. They don't pass. There, but I call them running backs, right? Yeah, but he he doesn't pass. Okay, the ball. so he's a running quarterback. So I'm just gonna call a running halfback is a running back. So a running quarterback is a running back. <laughs> Dude, that's a good point that is a good point man because it got the word back in it i mean no i mean why 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 don't you call uh 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 you know saquon barkley a, a running halfback you call him a running back right because the position says that he's just running the ball Quarterbacks throw the ball. Which is what? That's what LeBron Jackson's doing. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not just running the ball. He's throwing the ball. He threw for 200 yards last on on, 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 on 19th. He threw for just 200 yards. Man, they run a lot of halfback option passes out there in Baltimore. See, but here's the thing. So we, we do this thing where we say 200 yards is not, it's something to kind of like uh, shrug off. 300 yards passing is, a, is still a big thing in the NFL. Though. I mean, like, you know. The run, 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 pass option is a thing, you know? How many yards did Lamar Jackson run for on Sunday Dennis, uh, or Monday, Dennis? A hundred and what? He, he ran for a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, he only ran. He ran for, he, he ran, he ran for 107. Jeez. He threw for Running back. He threw. He almost threw 70% completion. And he threw for 86 he, the week before. Here's the basis of my point. Well, if I mean, he, he did not run. He wouldn't have gotten those 200 yards passing. Very the only true. reason those yards come open is because they're scared he's going to run. Well, That's that makes him a true. dual threat, right? That makes him a dual threat quarterback. Mm, one and a half. Know, man. I give him one throwing, and a half. Yeah, his, I mean. He's throwing. He, he only threw 20. Yeah, but it's, he. look how many attempts. 30 uh, in the first week and 26 last week. That's not very much. But we're going back and forth about quarterbacks throwing the ball a lot, and then quarterbacks also. We name another quarterback who can run like he can. Are you three? Who presents a threat like he's that? a running running back? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Nah, he's not running like that. Daniel Jones <laughs> <laughs> against Washington. <laughs> no, he. I mean, he's broken off a couple in a couple different spots. He ain't no Lamar Jackson, he but he, nah, he he'll break no, it off. No other quarterbacks running like Lamar, right? Which is why so, he's a running back. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm not I'm not negating that he he probably is a quarterback that got or running back that got put in a quarterback position in high school, and he just kind of just kept that going. But you have you haven't been able to stop him at that position. If you put him just a running back, you would be able to stop him. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. The fact that he is a nah, a, no, no, a somewhat no, nah. <laughs> the fact that he's a somewhat decent passer creates a yes a two things that the defense has to think about and that's what creates the challenge. But that's what you want, right? What like, I want, Michael Vick was that's a dual threat games. because Michael threw no, 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 can run no, the no. ball. Michael Vick can throw way better than Lamar, Actually, and he can run better true. than Lamar. Yo, 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 Michael yo. Vick was a lot more accurate throwing the ball. I'm not I'm not comparing the accuracy of Michael Vick before he went to prison. I'm not saying anything about that. <laughs> and what after. I'm saying is, I'm saying is he created the dual threat quarter. He was like one of the first created. Randall created? Cunningham was doing Randall that. Cunningham too. was Randall Cunningham I mean, and Warren Moon. Warren Moon, Randall Cunningham, Steve McNair, Steve uh, McNair, Eric yeah. McNair, rest in peace. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. But the game kind of changed when Vic came around. 
That's no, very true. Randall Cunningham was a running quarterback, but you weren't like they weren't afraid of Randall Cunningham like they were afraid of Michael Vick. No, well, Randall. Well, I don't no, know about no, that. No, Randall no, Cunningham, no, bro. Randall Cunningham no, used was, to run all over the place. Bro. That's fine, but he wasn't the same. He wasn't the same dual threat that Michael Vick was. Nobody in the history of the game, before or after, has yeah, been the threat was. that Michael Vick was. So you That's can't say point. he's. But you can't say he started something. He is the only. Ain't nobody he's else not done the it. Only he's not the no, only. No, no one has done what Michael Vick. No, there's no one. There's no one comparable to Michael Vick in that. Did Michael Vick win any championships? Did he win any Super Bowl? Uh, not well. If he didn't have no. those those he charges, MVPs. probably. But what I'm saying, and we're talking about in right. running quarterbacks at that level, there's no one to compare to him. What I'm I'm not comparing Lamar Jackson to Michael Vick. I'm just saying. That I know you know better dual, than do that. The dual threat is. It's because of Michael Vick, right? Like he's he's like the when you think of dual threat quarterbacks, the first person to come to mind is not Randall Cunningham. It's Michael Vick. Sure, he yeah. was he yeah. was because Randall. I mean, uh, Michael Vick was better than Randall Cunningham. I mean, he was the, he's the guy. He's the right. standard. He's the guy. So Lamar Jackson is it's not the standard. He's <laughs> like RG three. Yo, he's RG three without the injury. You need to have a segment on this show. Where you just hate on everybody. You play quarterback <laughs> for Washington at some point besides Joe Thousand. Like you hate on every quarterback that came in besides Joe. I like Mark Griffin too. Right. Mark Griffin won the championship. That's he right. MVP. So I get that. Uh-huh. But come on, like how come I can't find his rushing stats? Who, Who? Mars? Uh, no, on uh, Michael Vick. Oh, because they're probably too big to fit on the internet. Yeah, he he. <laughs> Jeez. Am I tripping? Nah. My point. I mean, I, I, I know what you're trying to say that Michael Vick started something, but I the reason I say he didn't start something is because nobody picked up. Like if I say I started something, that means someone else would have to continue it. it well, no one has been able to do what he did. It's 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 kind of like my argument with Venus, uh, Serena and Osaka, right? Like they want Osaka to be Serena, but there's nothing comparable. Yeah, I go with yeah. So I get yeah. That. Yes, exactly. All right, let's move on to NBA because I'm. You're I'm tripping. Right I can't find his rushing stats. All right, NBA. When well, you still looking Jeez, for just type in a lot. And don't put charges. Don't put. A, just don't type oh wait, in. I found it. I had to scroll all the way down. They it was they were so big they had to have its Whoa. own like Excel. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> His stats were so big that they had to have his own Excel, hey, Excel spreadsheet. Hey, remember, Dennis, look at his number n- numbers. I was trying to say numbers, nigga. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I had, to, I had to, to the it, episode to see what I was trying to say. The best, the best rushing season he had was in 2006 with Atlanta. He rushed uh, 123 times for 1,039 yards. <laughs> I mean, and, I mean, and then this dude could stand in the pocket and throw just as good as anybody else in the how league. Many at yards, the time. How many yards did he pass for that year? Uh, Probably like 3,000. Wait, what? Uh, he passed. His completion um, percentage was uh, careers 56.2%. Uh. Completion percentage? Uh. Yes. Uh. Right. That's like a little over half. Bro, he was a pocket quarterback and a running quarterback. He was both. 133 touchdowns for twenty two over 22,000 yards. How Bruh. many did he throw? For the, how many yards did he throw the year that he ran for 1,000? Uh, he threw 2,474 yards that year and 20 touchdowns. 
with a completion percentage of uh, 52.5%. Yeah, see, that today doesn't, that wouldn't bode well. Nope. You couldn't do that nope. today. No, I mean, that's 15 years ago, and defenses could not figure out. That's that's Madden like when you're running like that. Oh, yeah, he he was a 99 on Madden. But that was the year before the, the dog charges. Oh. Mm. That was the year before. Such a waste of talent, man. That they did and it. then he came back, and he absolutely slaughtered the, the skins on the Monday Night Massacre. <laughs> I was at that game. I'll never forget it. We left in the third quarter. Let's move on to the NBA. Uh, NBA is a month away. Yeah. Excited about that. Uh, let's get your expectancies of what the Wizards could do this year. <laughs> First of all, who still plays for the Wizards? <laughs> is Bill still? <laughs> Bill is still Sheesh. there. I'll, listen, I'll That's be honest, about it. I don't, I don't think about any of that stuff because the Lakers over there making massive moves, bro. <laughs> Wes Unseld is like, fuck, man. What did y'all do? I came here to have a good hey, team. Hey, they're going to be just... better than they were last year. Watch. Mark my words, man. They're they got rid of the dress-wearing dude, and, and they're going to be all right. <laughs> dress-wearing dude going to win a championship this year. They got Kuzma. That'll be good defensively. I'm surprised they kept Kuzma. Honestly. I'm surprised he's still there. They're going to let him hoop in a Laker girl's outfit? Ooh. I don't care what he hooping. Oh, I, I care about that. I ain't watching. That I game. think they do slightly better. <laughs> I think. I think. I think <laughs> they'll be better. You know, you know, the interesting thing to 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 understand about last season's team and this season's team is that Russell Westbrook, although he broke the record for triple doubles, he was not a very good uh, scorer. Um, yeah, he didn't. He didn't score. And he so was I injured think, a good part of the year too. He was. He was injured he was a good part, but hurt. even when he played, but even when he played, he didn't. He no, I mean he was best. playing hurt. He was playing. But he was I know, but when he came back and he went on, we went on that winning spree. He still was not scoring all that much, um, and so I think they kind of upgraded uh, with. Uh, I, well, first of all, I think Rui's going to have a, a, a bang up year. I think he's going to do really well. I hope so. Because um, I'm getting rid of that jersey. I really do think it depends on who the uh, the the point guard is going to be. Like who's a starting point guard? Right. Because a dual threat is really uh, if they can upgrade as far as a scoring, they they did get somebody and I can't think of who it is. But um, if you have a very good dual threat scorer, John Wall was not the best scorer either. But well, but with Beal being an incredible scorer, and you get someone to match up with him uh, in the backcourt, then I think the Wizards will do a lot better than they did last season well listen okay looking at this roster now i, I think your starting five will probably be um cpk uh, uh, K, uh kcp um catavius Caldwell pope um Rui, bradley i imagine them starting montrez uh harrell and over over gaffer i mean over uh bryant well i would put Ga uh, bryant at five and put Heritage. What about Spencer? Dinwiddie? You don't have a point Dinwiddie. guard. Yeah, Dinwiddie started. I said, uh, yeah, he said Contavious Caldwell Pope. Point. Yeah, he's point. Oh, you saying he's going to start over Dinwiddie? I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's who I would start. I thought Pope is going to play the two. Like after, like he's going to come. Bill is he's going to be Bill's. Uh, uh, they got him listed as a point guard right now. Yeah, he's uh, point guard right now. But so point. is Spencer Dinwiddie. 
Yeah, so you Dinwiddie starting, man, with Beal. I think it's going to be Dinwiddie and Beal. I Bill. think so, too. I think Pope is coming off the bench. Pope had a better year than Dinwiddie did last year. Yeah, but he was with the Lakers. That's true. So, all right, well, I'll say we can say, we can say, because I left out, um, I left out Cal. My bad. So you got Dinwiddie. Oh, Point, that's true. Bradley. Uh, I I would ask Kuzma. Kuzma Kuzma's a three though. Yeah, you yeah, start it's a three. Kuzma. You start, and then you start Harrell, and you probably start Bryant. So here's the thing, right? I think that um, or Gafford. I think that the Wizards improved by subtraction too. I mean, because the way you look at it, right? That Westbrook Wall, whatever. Tommy got rid of that contract. That's that true. Wall contract is gone. Westbrook, whatever you call it, and now you got a bunch of. Younger players in place of that. All these guys we're talking about weren't here, and 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 several of them came from that trade. Um, Do you think that he so, traded for Westbrook knowing that he was going to trade him after one year, Westbrook? Uh, I don't. I think, I think they probably I had it in their mind to get rid of that contract somehow. Like, yeah, get, but get that, but, get that but books. I think I, I don't think so. But I think that just like any decision you make like that. You look at you put yourself in a position to have options, and at this point he had options. Either I can, if if this works well, I can double down and keep uh, Westbrook, or I can get rid of Westbrook. And Westbrook is movable, so I can get rid of him and free up that contract, and then and you know get a bunch of pieces and things to start looking at how I want to build this team. Well, think about it like this too. So he, he he gave himself options, and I think that he understood that he would end the season with options. Yeah. How, how old is Westbrook? Thirty two. Uh, he's about 32, 31, 32. Uh Kuzma is still in his mid twenties. Yeah, we went way younger with this move. Uh, KCP is probably like close to thirty. Dinwiddie's twenty eight, and Herrero is probably close to thirty two. Like they're probably just pushing thirty. But the biggest piece that you got in there was Kuzma, who yeah. isn't anywhere near twenty, near thirty, and he's still technically his stock is still technically rising in the NBA. So you got three pieces for one aging piece, yeah, and you got rid of the contract. Plus, and plus, those guys are all easily more, much more easily movable. They're not expensive as as a Westbrook or whatever. So no, if sure. there's anybody on there that you don't want, you could either cut. And write that contract off. You can, you know, trade. You can do whatever. You you have. He I, he's doing what I think a good job of, from a GM's perspective of giving himself options. I think the three pieces they picked up for Westbrook are quality pieces. Kuzma being the man. Yeah. I think they're quality pieces. Arrow, I, Arrow I, played, I was suspect about Kuzma, but yeah. Kuzma is a good defense. Yeah, and Harold is a defensive well. front, and uh, uh, KCP can score. I'm gonna he tell also, you who I'm gonna tell you who I think the starting five should be though. I think you have Beal. Um, I would question whether Kuzma could play the two. I think it depends on what they see in preseason. He's not the best shooter, best scorer. But Kuzma but used I, to bring. The, he used to run the point a little bit too. I mean, he he used to the run the point. point. So I would I question that. So I would go Beal, Kuzma, and then I would probably have Rui. At the three, and then I would move um, Montrez. Well, I would put Montrez at four, and then put uh, uh, Daniel Gafford at five, starting. Hmm. Here's because Bryant Bryant does not bring you any sort of defense whatsoever. Do you think that Kuzma at two poses a threat against other 
defensive twos. You said two? Yes. Yeah, he said two. Oh. I didn't say two. He yes, two. I do. Because I think Kuzma can be a – he can work on his shooting. He can work on his on, – on scoring a lot better in this environment. But he's his defense is he's, – he plays very good defense. So he's he, he could be a dual threat. Beal only has to worry about shooting and scoring 30-plus a game. So technically, you put Kuzma at one. Because you don't technically, change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically, you don't yes. With Bill, Bill's technically, role. yeah. Yeah, so you're right. Bill's still putting up 25, 30 shots a game. Kuzma's handling most of the ball handling responsibilities. Right. I, I Because you, you also have to understand where Kuzma's coming from. For, it is. It's a huge responsibility for him, but he's in. He's in his what fourth year? This is his fourth year. Yeah, yeah, and he's had he's had experience with LeBron for the past two or three seasons. This is where you have to really step up. You're with a team that is always a bottom feeder, and you can show a little bit more of some some leadership skills, uh, some leadership skills here. But and then your bench, you got Spencer Dinwiddie. You got the the first round draft pick Corey Kispert, who's a great shooter. Uh, Bryant, uh, KCP, and then you got Aaron Holiday. You so, have a lot of young talent. You got a spot. lot of young talent off the bench. You have to figure out how to how to how to you know play in those minutes. Yeah, but True. but you got a brand new coach. Let him implement his philosophy. You, as a GM, you see what? Oh God. You see what works. That's <laughs> the next contract he's got to get rid of. So um, you <laughs> see what he works. He got like three years. 80 he got million. 80 million. Oh, yes. So you see what works. He's on the side of and the what doesn't. Like and you dispose of the stuff that doesn't work. You know, they got Cassius Winston, too. I forgot about him. Trey, I'm a, this is a hot take. I think oh. Davis Bertans is going to have an incredible season this year. I think he is, not too. On defense, he's not. No, no but that's not. not why you brought him in. That's fair. Brought him in to shoot the three. Because the coach is going to use him right. We got a coach that's going to use people right. Greg Popovich did not use Bertans for defense. Popovich used to shoot threes. Yeah, I, I think that I, I think that we got a coach. Scott, I mean, <laughs> Scott Brooks is cool or whatever and all, but nah, man. I just we got a coach that's going to use these guys right. Yeah. Plus, I mean, everything we talked about. You, Tommy's also putting the team in position to attract a, a, a marquee free agent to come play along true. with Bill after. The but they got to they got to they got to win early, man. They can't keep getting these slow ass starts and can't keep giving up games in the fourth quarter and especially giving up games in the fourth. Well, quarter. defense will be better. So hopefully that'll address both yeah. of those. And problems. Wes Unsell Jr. is a defensive coach. So. I think that I think I think I think Trey's right. I think they're but you got Beal and a bunch better. of young talent. You dispose of what doesn't work, and then you you've gotten rid of the big nasty contract from uh, the Wall Westbrook whoever. How much yeah. cash did they free up? Can they you've go got, get somebody else? I don't know the numbers for that, but I'm sure that it makes it a lot easier to pull in somebody big for Beal. By the way, a few days ago, I heard this is a this is clickbait, but I heard that the Miami Heat are looking. For a perfect three-team trade to take Beal from the Wizards. Everybody's looking for Beal. Yeah. <laughs> and they have been. And that's why those rumors keep starting. They're talking I think about the Ben start, Simmons for Bradley Beal. Bruh, they start the rumors so that they can try to get Beal interested and get him out of there. It's not even him. They just keep starting these rumors. Yeah. Well, they only have yeah. Cat Space Seaver, so they can't really make a move right now anyway. 
Um, Everybody wants Beal. Anybody who's on the on the on the like uh, uh, the bubble of being the you know the you know one of the top teams, they want to add Beal. All right, well let's do this. Uh, let's do predictions for the season. Uh, sheesh, they don't have no cap space. All right, um, so last year they were what? I don't know. They were under five hundred last year. Loss and loss. But they made the playoffs, <laughs> though. They made the playoffs. <laughs> What that mean? God dang. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got swept in the playoffs. All right. Well, they, they it was only one game, but um What do you mean it's only one game? They played in the play in. The play the, the They play-in. won that, then they got swept in the playoffs by the seventy sixes. Okay, well, I count that as one game. They went. To- <laughs> <laughs> right. It was they one win. long game. It was like a week. <laughs> Wizards, Wizards went, and they uh, lost the whole thing. <laughs> Wizards, Wizards went 25 and 47 last year. They Wait, you're looking at the wrong year, bro. You're looking at the year before that. Oh, my bad. Hold on. That's 2000. No, no, they were 34 and 38. Yeah. Yeah, 34 and 38. My bad. My bad. So God, they, won, they were um, under 500, about, you know, 47%. They're always under 500. All right, so give me a prediction. They're going to uh, be over 500 this year. They're playing 82 games this year, right? They're going to be wait, how many games did I say they were gonna, How many games did I say oh, they were going to oh, play? No, they were going to win last this year. 72. I don't remember did, what you said. Didn't I say not more than 20? You said not more than 30 is what you said last year. Okay. Time. Yeah. So you you were you were a little bit under. Um so let's do that. Let's uh predictions. Give me some numbers. They're playing 82 games this year, right? 42 and 40. Mm. They're going to be over 500. By one game. <laughs> yeah, I say 40 and 42. Under 500. Yeah, I think they're going to be under 500. They're, this is still a very young team. I feel like even though they're going to put Kuzma in a position to be a leader, he's not going to want to He's not gonna want to be because he doesn't want to play for the Wizards. But we'll see. I say... I think he does want to play for Wizards. I say they win 30, 30, 37 games. Oh, one less than last year? Yeah. With with ten with ten with ten more no, games, they're gonna they win won, one less. They won thirty four last year. Oh, oh, I thought you yeah. said thirty eight. Sorry, they won thirty four. They lost thirty eight. So that puts what's that thirty seven and what? I don't know what that number is. Golly, do the moto. This is so jeez. It's four. Oh, forty five. So that's uh, terrible. Thirty seven and forty five. So terrible. Wow. All right. Uh, I don't think we got time for the other sec- other thing. We talked for a minute. Um, you have to might have to table that. Benjamin. Yeah, we could we could we could bring Jay Hill in on that on that one. Plus, right, we'll, we'll probably go. know by the by the time no we talk. Okay, so we'll take a break um, and we'll come back. This is supposed to things. We'll be back. Hey, family! I want to let y'all know how to find us online and get the latest updates. Here's the rundown on both Instagram and Facebook. It's Sports and Things. That's spelled. S-P-O-R-T-Z underscore A-N-D underscore T-H-I-N-G-Z Sports and Things. On Twitter, it's at IsSports. That's spelled I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Be sure to click the like button and the follow button too. And now, back to today's episode. And welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. We're going to get into our next segment. Um, more on the music side of things. Comedian Tony Baker says, not to compare the top artists of the last 25 years to top artists of the last 10 years. 
Do you think he has a point? And if he, is he correct? Uh, John. Well, so he posted something on Twitter and Instagram today where he was talking about the narrative of Drake and the amount of albums that he streamed an amount of albums, the amount of streams that his last album has had since the release. Uh, and a lot of people are comparing that to Michael Jackson's biggest album of the year. Um, a lot of people are stupid. True. Continue. True. Uh, and Tony Baker's point is that you can't compare the two because the amount of promotion the amount of work that had to be done in the 80s and 90s uh, is, I mean, can't you can't that can't hold a candle to 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 Drake can't hold a candle to what Michael Jackson had to do to become a multi-platinum, multi-diamond selling artist. He had to have his song played on the radio, multiple songs on one album played on the radio on a weekly basis so so you can't compare streams to uh purchases either you like, also can't compare streams to purchases yeah. because the streaming you know how many times people listen to michael jackson's albums over that's and what over his again point is. and his that point, his point no is one counted that his point is people actually had to call radio stations and request billy jean or beat it or thriller or human nature and then they buy the record and play that to death they buy the record and they buy the singles. And you ca- and they counted that record as one purchase, even though that one teenage white girl listened to Thriller 87 million times <laughs> in her parents' right. house. You, it, right. That's not that's <laughs> different than streaming. 87 million they times. They don't count she how to many record. times that white girl listened to it. They count how many times the record has been yeah, bought. If you, if and you, she counts as one. If you she counts up, as one. If you had <laughs> with all eighty seven million of her <laughs> listens. Check this out though. If you could if you could simulate what that looks like. Like if you went if you went back and you said somebody bought Thriller. Do you like know you, how many streams that would what be? I'm saying. You use the streaming the streaming Good numbers like God. the streaming algorithms right now and compare that you compare that against what Michael Jackson would A million did sales, now. you know how many streams that would turn into? So that means each person how many times they listen to this album they bought. Bruh. I mean, still I mean, now. Michael, they, he, Michael, Tony Baker Michael, Tony Michael right now. Michael right now when he passed away, Michael was the biggest selling artist dead or alive for like a year after Bruh. he died. There's no way. Tony so, Baker also said in that tweet that there were um paramedics and security who were hired a day before his concerts in case of multiple people who passed out or fainted at the sight of him. Yeah. Ain't no motherfuckers doing that for Drake. I have, Nobody's passing out when they see Drake. I don't know if you guys have it, but I have Michael Jackson live in Bucharest. All you hear is, oh, you make goo. <laughs> I mean, we've seen the footage, man. We've seen the footage of Michael carry, in concert. Pa- passing people through the crowd to get them to the ambulance. Yes. You yes. see the kids in the little bad t-shirts? They just carrying stretches out one by one. Michael just standing there with his glasses on, his little aviators But on, see, that's on the, the difference between that's the difference between the other difference between Michael and Drake is social media. Like if Michael had sure. social media back in the day, I don't think it would be I don't think the impact would be as would would be as severe because the you literally just had the record right 
that was your social media. And so the fact sometimes that they got to was, even see this guy was my. And if you had if you had Friday night videos or MTV, then you could see him there. But they were rarely playing black artists on MTV anyway at that time. Except for but, Michael. Except for Michael. But even yeah. then, Friday night videos. Not everybody had Friday night. The M and so MTV you literally for only had. <laughs> the record to stare at and some people took that record and they put it up on their and the lockers. posters they put it the up posters on the, all on the over the yeah yeah people go to the store and get word up magazine or ride on or 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 jet just to to see another side of michael like why did they buy the jet again because i think people bought jet for the thing right by the well, men did no no oh no, no, oh no, never mind okay men yeah. did. Look, uh, <laughs> women bought it for another reason john, oh, john's okay. hitting on a really good point the point of the matter is Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> the point of the matter is when back in the day when the record came out the, when the record came out and the artist toured that record they toured that record Michael probably toured Thriller for like two or three years and then you didn't no no no, no. He, he never he never toured for Thriller he was, oh, he was bad, out right. with the Jacksons okay so he put out Thriller and then um, he didn't tour the record the next time you actually heard from Mike was when he put out Bad right all the promo that rolled out Bad so you don't even hear from this artist well, he he, he 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 toured he toured in eighty three and eighty four, but it was with his brothers. The Jacksons, it was last. Tour. It yeah. was the Jacksons tour, yeah. and they did Thriller songs. They did songs from Thriller, but it wasn't. It's not the same as, like like for for example, when Bad came out, Bad was the fastest selling record to hit platinum in American history. Um, Thriller sold more units. Mm-hmm. But bad sold faster bad. Yeah, units. Yeah. So yeah. that was the first solo tour that he did since since uh before Thriller. And that um, that tour and the Dangerous Tour were probably some of the, uh, the arguably two of the biggest tours, the biggest tours ever in American time, history. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Before of Prince all, did musicology, and of, and of another reason, another reason this comparison is foolish is you have to be realistic. Music is not as big as it was back then. No, that's very true. Period. It's, it's flooded. Period. Music from anywhere now. You You've got you. Ha- we've gone through the whole Napster era and everything, where music is basically assumed to be free. So they come up with a model where you pay a nominal like ten dollars a month, and you can listen to everything in the world you want. True. People don't even buy music no more. I don't uh, consider that buying music. That's just so you can get something. For I would also matter of add- fact. $10 a month really just pays for the infrastructure for you to be able to deliver the music. It's the service of delivering it to you, mm-hmm. you know, which I it's not for the music. I'm not mad about that, but I'm not the reality is the back then music was huge. Like music was big. You had to go to the store you had to wait in line to get yeah. a record. Yeah. Yeah. You had to, you had to, there's no other, you had, everything's diluted now too. It was like, stores. But it was like a couple pop artists that were all over everything. Now you have five million artists that are out right now. Like there's so many well, people. I, you know, you know why? I think I think the reason why that is is because the average uh I shouldn't say average, but the person who lives down the street from you who works for Metro or who works as a security guard can put a record out. And it That's true, on Spotify. But, but I'm even talking about major labels. If you, if you, if you, you, you talk about uh, exactly, <laughs> but if you talk about major label artists, right? Me on SoundCloud. If you talk about major label artists, there are way more 
of everything than there were back in the 80s and 90s, bro. And well, but major all, labels are... Look at are how many major and, rappers and... I mean, signed major, to major labels. Major it's labels a ton of are, them. are few and far between now because they're saying that the impact of having a major label is... has It's diminished because you don't need to have a major record deal now Right, you can do independent, right. So I think that's that's another part of it is that back in the day you had to spend upwards of like $500 for a four hour recording session <laughs> to well, plus the distribution, record an album. The di- distribution was the house. biggest charge. The distribution album. was definitely the biggest charge. You couldn't get around that. Right. You had to right. go to somebody that had the resources to and do And you that. could, you could sit there and play guitar all you want, but you weren't releasing that motherfucker at all. No. Nowadays in the you last to have 15 the- years, it is so easy. You can literally record in your bedroom it could be the shittiest recording and, and you it, could put it could that be known as soundcloud hipster. you could put it on soundcloud you could put it on the Spotify. same day all you got to do is buy a barcode that's it it's a barcode is like 50 bucks and your shit will be on apple music and on spotify and cd baby will distribute it for you it's really no big deal to bucks. release you music on, you can just pay 20 bucks and get on distro kid Distro yep. Kid is the, yeah, is the move. Distro Kid now. is definitely the move. It's a lot yeah. cheaper on Distro Kid, but I guess my point is, my, my point is music. Uh, to Trey's point, m- mu- music the the motivation of becoming a musician has diminished so much in the last twenty years because it's so easy to do now. Well, not only just that, there's competition, right? There's other entertainment streams that didn't exist then, right? So when we were kids. You could turn on TV, you could turn on the radio, maybe a video game. But now you can go on TikTok and do dances. You can go on Instagram, you can go on Facebook. You can do, well, I mean, like the there's thing. all these things competing where listening to music isn't a thing at like it was at one point. We talked it's just about not this. the same. We talked yeah. about this too. So, um, and I'll just reiterate the, the point and then we can move on from it. But um, with these, these um, TikToks and Instagram and all that stuff, these major labels have these artists that they're breaking on those sites. On those sites, because that's where the eyeballs are. That's where the eyeballs are. So it's not even that the the influence isn't even about selling records anymore. It's about getting Mm-mm. the influencers to buy into your corporate, stuff. and then getting corporate dollars getting because you you exactly. yeah you so you have ad revenue and stuff. You got artists like Lil Nas X who got you know X amount of views on a video and. TikTok takes it over and they make another video off of it. Because the music isn't making you any money. The music is now a marketing tool. The music you create is a marketing tool to create a persona or a brand that then you can therefore exploit through, you know, corporations and, and what what have you. It's a it's a it's a shit show. We'll just, we can just say that. Um but it's a completely different game. So I don't so comparing it would be foolish and what the 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 the, the I think it's actually worse than the than the Jordan goat argument because the the level of what it was to be an icon then and now in music is completely different. It's just it's not even the same thing. Yeah, it's like you can't you can't on any scale compare Michael Jackson to Drake. No, and you can't. No, and it's even, foolish. Not, not even you hear somebody say streams. something like that, you gotta laugh. Like that's foolish. Yeah, not even in oh, record sales and streams. <laughs> not at all. Um, but I guess it leads to the question: um, Is Jordan considered the goat over Bill Russell? And then is Michael Jackson considered 
better than the Beatles. <clears throat> I would argue that Jordan, the Jordan-Russell conversation is a more controversial one than Michael Jackson and the Beatles. Well, the the that one's complicated too because you're talking about different yes. countries and stuff. But right, um, I mean they they broke here. But but Michael Jackson was worldwide. I I don't see that. Uh, oh, the Beatles know, were I, too. Uh, yeah, Beatles. Oh, okay, so who owned whose catalog? No, but that was later. That was a lot later after the, after the Beatles broke up. The Beatles. So Michael Jackson owned the Beatles. Yeah, after At some John point Lennon in his life, died, right? Right. He, after he John Lennon died. So that that after well, John if, Lennon if died, owned, if the Beatles owned Michael Jackson, that would be like a slavery. Oh boy. I mean, the Beatles broke up in 1970. The Beatles' man. ancestors probably owned Michael Jackson's ancestors. Yeah, Ooh, no, we're not doing that. We're not no, doing that. No. You just said it. I just made it true. Jokingly, you just you just turned it. No. All right, listen. Yeah, that got at dark. the end of the day. <laughs> facts. Michael, the opposite Michael of Jordan. Michael Jordan. Oh, God. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about influence, right? That's saying that Michael, Michael Jackson's influence over the culture is bigger than the Beatles were. Beatles were a phenom. They hit. They hit. The United States, and they, they you know, that, that they blew the over. fuck up here yeah. in the United States, but it wasn't as big as influence as Michael Jackson no. was over the whole no. entire world. The world, bro, he took the world, dog. But that I think the question, the question is, is it fair? Is it fair to say with that logic that we're saying, you know, Drake, uh, comparing Drake to Michael Jackson's sales, is it fair to say that M? MJ uh, can be compared to the Beatles because it's two different eras. Two different eras. Two different. The Beatles didn't have music videos. Yeah, yeah that, that that you could make similar arguments to what we just did. I think very Trey, much. I so. think Trey on the break made a good point. Everybody is making everybody the goat at something. Yeah, and yeah. The, ter- the term is people. the term is watered down. You can't compare. Yeah. You're talking about two different eras of music. They're talking about two different types, two different types of uh, putting out product. Like Michael had videos, like you said. Yeah. Beatles didn't have videos; they just had records and they had tours. Everything has to be a goat, man. So you're, add, you're adding every time you talk about you're adding something else to the pot that makes it easier for another artist to be bigger. Bruh, Beatles no just disrespect. had records and tours. Michael had tours, records, and TV. Drake has TV. Tours, records, social and media, the internet, and social yeah. media. So you're adding something that makes it easier for that artist to get more people visible, more people on there. Like it's just, it's just you're adding, you're making it easier every time out. So I think you you can't compare them. It's no comparison. They all yeah. Same same with uh, uh, MJ and Bill Russell, the other MJ right. and Bill Russell. Like you can make the comparison that Bill Russell has more rings, but, but Bill Russell wasn't on TV know, as much. Bill Russell was never on television, and never. Michael Jordan. He was. It was right. It was right place, right time for Michael Jordan because at that time is when David Stern wanted to introduce basketball to mass media at right. the time, and no one had ever seen anyone play basketball like that. I mean, Magic Johnson was on TV coming Dr. out of J. college. He won a Dr. national J championship. Doctor J was on TV. Yeah, uh-huh. he was doing basketball. Jordan, but no one saw. League. No one ever saw what Jordan did. Like that was just and, the, and they still and, haven't. And the marketing tool that went behind Jordan, like the be right. like Mike marketing tool, right. like Air Jordan, all that Air stuff. Air Jordan. 
All that stuff made Jordan to the phenom that he was. He just added fuel. And then Mystique, because you never heard from Jordan. You never heard from the right. dude. You just saw him. He was like a, right. a, a, a sphinx. <laughs> you just saw the dude. And then he had a yeah. basketball. He was gliding in the air. He was going to the locker room. He never spoke. Until yeah, it's the, like the fact that you can dance. talk to these people on social <laughs> media. You can actually have a conversation with them. Just kind of dilutes everything. Right. Because Drake be on Twitter all the time, talking right yeah. all the time. Yeah, social media does make the celebrities a little too accessible. They become, yeah, diluted. I mean, the fact that they can, you, you hear their ideas of what they think. They're tweeting about sports or whatever they care about and all that stuff. Now, when you're trying to exploit a brand, it's like, oh, that's kind of cool, right? We can use that. But that does kind of water down the mystique about them. All the way. You never, bruh, I don't know what Prince and Michael Jackson thought about the the Lakers or the the I mean the the the, 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 the you know the the Vikings for Prince or or, or for uh, Michael Jackson the Pacers or, or something <laughs> or the Colts <laughs> Michael Jackson the Pacers and the Colts <laughs> um, you know the, I, I don't point. know what they thought about I only them seen Michael Jackson with the basketball one time and that was on Jam that was it <laughs> yeah and he you never saw him shoot it. <laughs> you never saw Prince. Prince was a basketball dude. You never saw Prince with a basketball. I mean, that photo didn't come out till like the last fifteen years. That's what I'm saying, making that shot. All right. Well, yeah. So you didn't see Prince. Prince talking about the Timberwolves and sitting courtside at the Timberwolves game, rooting for them. You didn't see it happen. You didn't see it. He's been, he's been to Lakers games. Yeah, he's been to Lakers. Games. Everybody been to Lakers games though. That was that was like that's Hollywood though. That's Hollywood. You're supposed to go. To Lakers. He's in the that's crowd true. like uh. what? <laughs> 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 All right, let's move on. Um, before we get to the um, of the week segment, I'm just going to throw a little plug in there. Uh, Canelo and Plant are fighting on November 6th on Showtime pay-per-view. Uh, oh, just boy. Quick, who you got? I mean, based on that Canelo, video. Canelo, man. <laughs> video they put up yesterday. Canelo. I'll just go with Canelo. I don't know nothing about it. I mean, after that, like he was going to win that fight that was about to happen. After that footage we saw and that head movement. When when Yo, uh, when Plant Canelo went to swing at him, is scary man, dude. His, Canelo his is scary. <laughs> He's in the cut that was on Plant's eye. Yes. Like, uh, have y'all seen um, Kayla's Plant's girlfriend though? Oh no, nah. she's nice though. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see y'all a picture. She's nice, nice little fern joint. Uh oh. Yep. Hold up. No, nah, I got Canelo, man. Canelo's like one of my new favorite fighters. He's just his defense is so smooth man like i need to understand his tech his technique like how like what does he what does he do like i i see um uh what's his name ryan um oh garcia ryan garcia when he's using the he's dodging the bag like that's one thing but the motherfucker i mean you got to see that bit i mean y'all seen the video but to to y'all that listening y'all got to see this video like Plant is much taller. Oh, he's got yeah, he's, he's, he's got a longer reach, 60, and still couldn't touch still couldn't touch Canelo right in front of his face. Six one seventy two inch reach. Uh, Canelo's five nine sixty eight inch reach, and still missed. And got hit with a two piece. <laughs> Canelo like barely moved, and he still couldn't touch. No, Canelo, that's my dude, man. I fuck he, with Canelo. He's a, he's a he's a really good fighter, man. Yeah. Hold up, here's a picture. I'm gonna see how this picture right I got I got Kenna, I don't know how many rounds, but I, I figure he's gonna tire him out. And well, I, Canelo, I don't, I, Can, if you ever seen Canelo fight, he just waits for you to make a mistake. Like he tags you until you make some mistake, and then when you make that mistake, he makes you pay for it. Good God. Yeah. She looks like Natalie Emmanuel. 
from Game of Thrones. That's yeah. that's plants, girl. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I saw another picture of her earlier, and I was like, "Woo, child." Good lord! All right. all right, let's get to the others of the week. And uh, again, that fight's on pay per view November sixth. So if you if you plan on watching a fight and want to see somebody get r- walked around the ring, please tune into that <laughs> fight. I'll be watching that fight for sure. I- I'm putting it on my calendar. All right, let's go to the artist of the week, and I will start with Trey. Uh, my artist of the week is a little known guitarist by the name of Jimi Hendrix. Um, Who's that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. You guys probably haven't heard of him, but he's Never he's he's up and coming. Um he's actually a, a black rock and roll star, so something that you might not have heard of. So yeah. yeah definitely check him out. Uh his name is Jimmy Hendrix. He he actually wasn't very popular over here in the States. He kinda did some backup stuff, but then he, he, he he's he's got kind of big over in the UK. So uh that, that's uh, <laughs> probably why you haven't heard of him. But uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, but definitely check him out, John. My artist of the week is After Seven, the group that uh, eight. seven, eight, nine. When you said I, I, the first song that popped in my head was "And I Swear." <laughs> I don't even know why? I that's, awful. <laughs> that's all for one. I know. I was like, wait a minute. I'm singing the wrong song in my head. No, After Seven, they had some hits. That's uh, um, I think one of the singers is uh. Babyface's brother, Kimon. Kimon, yeah. Um, one of my favorite joints is uh, "Ready or Not," um, and but they also had some other joints like um, uh, "Nights Like This." Uh, one of them passed away recently. Really? Yeah. Uh, who? Which one was it? Oh wow! I didn't know that. Um, they also have "I uh, Can't Stop Loving You." Um. Wow, no, I didn't know one of them passed away. Yeah, uh, hold up. Oh, it was um, Melvin Edmonds. M- Melvin, yeah. Damn, oh. he was sixty-five. Yeah. So, um, so after seven, were um, they were brothers. Yeah. After seven was R. Kelly in that group. Oh damn! What? After seven and before eighteen, right? Yo, no, no, oh. no, no, Please no. This out. No. Nope, nope. Please edit this. It's <laughs> no, not the no, title no. of this podcast. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> Melvin and Kevon are uh, 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 Babyface's older brothers. Right. Yeah. And Melvin passed away. Yeah, that's my artist of the week after seven. All right. Um, my artist of the week is actually I don't have one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's my Micah man? said he's free. No. <laughs> Yo. I actually want to give a shout out and uh, send the condolences and the rest in peace to um, a comedian that just passed away. Um, oh, what, I can't remember. He was on Friday. And AJ Johnson. Oh, uh, AJ, AJ Johnson, Johnson. Yeah. He was 55 years old. He passed away. Yo, he um, was also in the music video for Snoop Dogg when they were making fun of Easy E. Yeah, he played yeah. he played Easy E in that in that video. He did. He did. And he he, he a lot of iconic roles in black cinema. Um, black comedy cinema. Um, so we want to give a condolences and rest in peace to him and his family. Um, and that's going to be my artist of the week. Cause he, you know, he was in, he was, he played a lot of little roles. Like they were little roles, but they were like, you know, memorable roles. So that's my yeah. artist of the week. Let's get into the other uh, book documentary movie or television show of the week. And John, you can go first. So my uh, show of the week is squid game on Netflix. 
which is a very very cool um it's just fucking awesome it's 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 amazing it's kind of like uh uh divergent or um what's that other movie that was kind of like divergent that that came out with um anyway uh it's about uh it's about a game that yeah it's about a game that players have to choose they got to choose either like to give in to their worst instincts or risk losing everything and it's a japanese um uh japanese show uh and it's in its first season i believe there are nine episodes some of them are an hour some of them are a half hour but it is pretty freaking amazing right now i'm on episode number three right now squid game all right um try uh documentary show of the week I'm going to go back to uh, Breaking Bad. So I finished the second season. And, and it actually is good for you. getting good. Yeah, there you go. Ooh, ooh. I think you got to get through those first two seasons or at least towards the end of the second season yes. before you yeah. can. That one's a slow starter. Most of yeah, the shows it are is. slow starters, though. It gets Not better, Trey. Because shows get canceled so quick nowadays. If you don't get into it by uh, <laughs> then, well. you can be gone. All right. Um and my book of the or books of the week come from an author, uh, Shay Jamie Abersold. <laughs> oh, sorry. Shea Sereno. He wrote a couple books. I have all of them that uh he had, he has a book called Movie and Other Things. He wrote a book called The Rap Yearbook. He has a book called Basketball and Other Things. And the book that's coming out is my favorite sport <laughs> that I just <laughs> bought on pre-order. It comes out basketball um, October twenty second. Yeah, October twenty sixth is hip hop and other things. And if you haven't checked out his books. Check him out. He does like this really quirky hip-hop. started out breakdown of like athletes and sports and music and all that stuff in every book. Um, and he's a pretty dope writer. He also has a um, a pretty insightful Twitter account as well. Um, we talked about sports and all other things. So since this is the and thing show, I feel like I should shout him out because he has a book called and other things. And that is our show. Oh, anybody want to take Jay's spot? No. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nah. <laughs> we'll wait till he comes back. <laughs> all right. So that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, again, shout out to Jay Hill while he's on vacation. He'll be back next week. Um, if you're in town, and you're around this weekend and you want to see a good show, go to Blues Alley Thursday through Saturday or Sunday. You're playing all four nights? Two yep. shows a night? Yep. So that's like 8 and 10? 8 and 10. 8 and 10 p.m. Check out a show. Um, I'm also playing at the Art of Noise in, on Saturday. I don't know where it is, though. It's just somewhere. <laughs> I was going to say, is that Baltimore? <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's, it's up it's up northwest, but it's like uh, off of Georgia Avenue. A uh, little... little uh, improv when we're doing 8 to 11 on Saturday but go check John out who you with again John? Dave Klein Band Dave Klein Band 8 to 10 Calvin 8 Klein. to 10 o'clock shows at Blues Alley they just y'all playing in the actual Blues Alley again right y'all playing in the space yes in actual Blues Alley and you have to be vaccinated to get into the venue shout out to Blues Alley for reopening the doors <laughs> shout <laughs> out to Harry Schnipper making people get vaccinated before they come in that building because that building is small 
Make yes. sure you don't eat the red beans. And they're only at half capacity right now. So he's he's, oh, he's doing this very well. So 40 very people going to be in there. So you, tickets price exactly. 40 people. <laughs> tickets are $600. <laughs> well, you know, and there's a there's a $20 drink minimum. But they don't get you on the ticket. Well, that, that's the, normal. They get you on the, yeah. <laughs> in the food minimum. Like, I got to buy food and drink? Yeah, that's going to be $75. And I got to check my coat? Damn. Oh, man. I got to buy a chair. Oh, man. I hate when they hit you with the food minimum. <laughs> Look, you go to the 10 o'clock show and they be like, oh, you're going to get some of the food minimum. I got eight dinner yeah. already. I don't want nothing. Yo, I got to tell you this real quick. You, y'all know who Raymond Angry is, right? Yeah. He's going to hate me for telling, for telling the story. Raymond Angry, he would he would uh, always go to Blues Alley and meet up with some of his friends. And he would sit at the table with some of his friends. And then at the end of the night, when they were like collecting the checks, he would say, hey, man, I, I don't have my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> so he would like order food and order drinks and then he would say he didn't have his wallet so someone would always have to pay for raymond well that's not as bad as like people just skipping out on the check and being i mean it's basically well, like skipping out on the, the check it's the same thing it's basically the same you're just thing. not leaving you're just standing there saying i ain't gonna pay for this <laughs> that's bolder like at least you're standing there like i seen cats like take gigs and be like oh we got a we got a food and drink minimum and they go over the minimum and it's like where he at? It's like, yeah. oh, he gone. <laughs> what was that thing that Jay Hill sent? It was a it was a video of these girls who they skipped out on a check, but they left their phone, <laughs> and the server took their phone, and they came back to look for their phone. <laughs> the server said, "I'll give you your phone when you pay for your check." Jeez. <laughs> yep. On that note, shout out. I'm not paying musicians. Oh, sorry. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Damn. Oh boy, this See, Jay Hill things. needs to be here for that. <laughs> I was just on a gig with him, like where he was at. Oh, not gonna get paid. <laughs> nah, it wasn't from him. Oh, okay, he was on it just like everybody else. But okay. yeah, I'll bleep that out because you don't want to stop yeah. musicians. But this has been sports. No, things. we don't want to do. Thank that. you guys for tuning in. On behalf of myself, John Lane, Trey Ely, and Jay Hill, we thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, shout out to our partnerships with Unhinged Sports Network and Belly Up Sports Network and Eaton Playlist. Also, all the partnerships that they have and we have with them, with the various companies. I'm not going to say the names because I can't remember anybody. Just go check <laughs> them out. Go to the websites, uh, unhingedsportsnetwork.com, bellyupsportsnetwork.com, and you can see all the stuff that they're doing and all, all the shows they have and the various shows and all that stuff and all the partnerships they have and if you, if you tell us what we sent through you get a discount so thank you guys for tuning in and until next week peace free my nigga Jay Hill's wife bring him back from vacation To music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go, Deke Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got they mics and gizmos, podcast rep up for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah, we talking sports and things from rookies who bore the vets who about to get more rings, plus more things like a jam session or something. Then we beefing because our favorite team, John like slumming, John like pumping over podcasts and steady every O. You want more than that whole hum, so here we go. Yeah, we go from bars to beats to podcast or Astro Turf with balls and clicks like that, y'all. Talking sports and things, talking sports and things. Priest the Nomad, uh, talking sports and things. We're talking sports and things. D Turner, John Lane, talking sports and things. Baby, we're talking sports and things. Trey Illy, Drake Hill, talking sports and things. Talking sports and things. Yeah, DC, baby.
Thanks for listening to Sports and Things featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and Dennis Turner. Be sure to follow and subscribe for our upcoming episodes. You can also reach the team on Instagram at S-P-O-R-T-Z-A-N-D-T-H-I-N-G-Z and on Twitter at I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.